0: I just want to start off by saying how grateful I am that God has planted me in this place. It has been my joy. It fills me. You have welcomed me so well into this community, my husband and I, and we are just grateful to be here. And I want to thank you for that. So it has really just just changed me uh, being able to be a part of your community. So thank you. Thank you. I want to start out with um, a little reflection on my my young time. So when I was growing up, I, I come from a family. I have seven kids in my family. And um, I'll tell you that gifts and parties and I was trying to think the other day. I said, I don't know that I remember having very few, if, if any, birthday parties. And the same with seven kids. You think we would remember that all the time. But I don't really remember that. Um, my home was a bit dysfunctional. Uh, but... Christmas, because we had seven kids, Christmas, there was a lot of presents under the tree. And it was pretty exciting because I was like, wow, there's so many presents. Well, seven kids, there would be a lot of presents. Um, But I was the kid, I'm the oldest, and so I was the kid who woke up about three o'clock in the morning and I would go out and I would sit on the couch, turn on the lights, and just stare at the tree and the presents. I was anticipating a morning full of, Chaos and presence and joy and gladness, but it was a not yet. I had to sit and wait. I couldn't touch presents. I wasn't allowed to do that, but I would just sit and stare. So three hours, maybe four hours would go by, and then finally we would get to enjoy Christmas morning together. The anticipation of Christmas stirs up. And endless energy we you're kind of already feeling it right you saw the trees the trees are going up and lights are going up in your neighborhood great excitement decorations anticipation of gifts but I want to say oh maybe in the arrival of Santa how many have already seen a Santa out there somewhere Have you guys ever seen that at all no Santas yet you guys have been all in your houses all weekend I'm sure um, but I think we need to consider that those things really need to take a backseat to the really the reason why we celebrate Christmas, and that's the birth of Jesus Christ. Our Advent, se- our Advent series begins today. I get to introduce it today. Uh, this is the first Sunday in Advent. Advent means coming or arrival. It's literally the coming or arrival of someone or something that is present among us. Advent is a time of preparation, it's a time of expectation, a time of self-examination, and really a time when we anticipate the coming of the one who was born to us, the gift from God. In this Christmas time at Water's Edge, we are gonna celebrate the incarnation of our God, the incarnation of our creator God who entered creation, Jesus as the maker and the mender We are encouraging our people, we're encouraging you to arrive and potentially try something new. Each Sunday there's gonna be something fun to explore uh, as a community together so that you can live more fully into your creative being. We are created in God's image. Yes, we are. Are we broken? Yes. Broken vessels, but also beautifully recreated by God. Beautiful, created by God, redesigned to mend and to make. God first first attracted our attention um, through His creation. Uh, last night it was really fun. My husband got out his telescope and we were looking in the sky because there's. I looked at this really bright star and I said, "What? That, that's not a star. Is that a planet?" <laughs> you know? And he got out his telescope and certainly what we were seeing was Jupiter. With its with three moons, we could see three moons there. So we're just looking at the planet with three moons. Like oh, it was just such a cool moment. We see God in the seas. We are so blessed to be by the ocean and get to hear the water and watch the ocean and the waves crash. We see God there. We see God in the mountains when we take hikes. A good friend of mine, we used to speak about where we meet God best, and she, who we'll meet here later, she would always say it's in nature. I just connect with God when I'm in nature. I see his creation and that changes me, it blesses me, I'm encouraged. Our creative creativity can be a form of meaningful prayer. So as we create, we can use that as a prayer to God. Our creativities are meant for us to connect to God and to connect to others. It might even be a way to connect with people that there is a divide and maybe a divide that is increased Uh, Recently, I was already thinking of this, and I'll share that later, but um, how I might want to mend some divides um, that I experience. Is there someone close to you that seems distant right now? Maybe you'll be able to create something that will help mend that divide, and that would certainly be our prayer for you. Wouldn't that be a great way to celebrate the Incarnation? So today... We begin this season of Advent. We are going to start at the beginning. We're going to start at the beginning when the Creator entered creation. So we're going to read John 1, 1, verses 1 to 5. Do I get a slide on that one? There it is. So would you read this with me? I like participation here. All right. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Jesus came into the world that existed in him and through him. But he was not received or recognized for who he was. The Greek word here for word, I always want to say words like word. Okay, I just, I just, it, in my head, I say that all the time. Okay, when the Greek word, word the Greek word for, for logos, for word, is logos. And one, one scholar said that there are 85 different meanings for the word logos. If we looked in a lexicon for the word, word, say that with me, word, all right, word, uh, you and I will find many, many translations. Thus, we may miss the meanings and of really who Jesus is as the living word. So it's a really complicated word uh, with many different definitions. The word, or word, the word word, uh, in Log- is logos, as John writes it, says, that it points to the creation narrative. In the Greek Septuagint in Genesis 128, it says, and God said, God worded, God Lagos, be fruitful, care, cultivate, create with our words, with our being. And in Genesis 2, when it, the first kind of job of humans was to give names, to create names for the animals. And then we see we see also when Adam met the woman that God had created, his first words were poetry. Words communicate love. Amazing creations begin with the words we speak. Consider the greatest creations started with words. Consider the, the black or dark blue sky. Imagine if we put some bright luminaries in there. Can you see it? Can you see that picture, that dark sky? You can see it. How about if you have this dark blue, and on it you paint you some splashes of green, and above it you have light blue with some powdery white. Can you see that? Can you see that picture from my words? All words, all goodness. Years ago, I had a teacher, a fifth-grade teacher, her name was Mrs. Ferguson, uh, this woman was, uh, she, she spoke some really fun things to me. So, uh, as my fifth-grade teacher, um, she invited me to come share with her after, after school and help her, help her in her class. So, I would do chalkboards, I'd clean tables, I'd grade papers, I'd do whatever she wanted me to do after class. I went there most days of the week after school for two hours. I would be there from three to five and staying there helping my teacher. Often she would take me home, drive me home. And occasionally we'd even stop for ice creams at Thrifty on the way home. Uh, I would just say chocolate malted crunch rocks, right? That's, that's the flavor there. And she would she would drive me home. But the thing that, uh, I, I always think back on this. I never really talked about what was going on in my home. My home was a pretty big mess at that time. But um, what she did is she gave me a place of safety. She gave me a place of comfort, a place where I was protected. And she gave me encouragement. She spoke words of encouragement to me. She said, you matter. You are valued. But there's something special about you. I love you. Looking back, I've come to recognize that through Mrs. Ferguson, in, you know, in the midst of my dysfunctional um, and troubled home, her words and actions were saying to me that, what Jesus was saying to me through her words and actions, I've got you, I see you, and I'm holding you. Her words were used to make a difference in my life. To a Greek philosopher in the ancient world, logos meant the divine reason or essence which gives order and meaning to the universe. In the beginning was the logos, the reason behind everything. It gives order and meaning to the universe. In the beginning was the reason behind it all, the reason for it all, the one who gives reason, the one who gives reason for our existence. In the beginning, what's the word? The reason for it all. What might the incarnation, the word become flesh, add to or shed light upon the reason everything exists? In short, beauty, creation, creative beauty. The one behind it all, the one who had reason for it all, became flesh and moved among us. He is the one who completely reveals the Father, the beauty of our God. We see God. We understand God more because we know Jesus. In Jesus, we see the creative gentleness of God as Christ frees a woman caught in adultery by some more religious yet more oppressive then she, after riding in the sand, Jesus says, whoever is does not have any sins, let him cast the first stone. All of her accusers left. Woman, where are your accusers? He did not condone. He did not condemn. Go and sin no more. Wondrous truth and amazing grace. We see the creative gentleness of God as he welcomes children onto his lap. Let the little children come unto me. Don't shush them. Don't send them away. One thing I love about this church, kids are welcome here. We see the gentleness of God. We see the compassion of God as Jesus grasps the leprous man with his healing touch. If you will, you can make me clean, Jesus. Jesus reaches out and he touches the leper. (laughs) He touches the leper. The man who had been rejected and shunned, Jesus touched him. We see the glory of God in the face of Jesus in his compassion, his forgiveness, and his gentleness. Teaching come alive. Teachings come alive when the teacher speaks in allegories of gritty soils, in parables of overflowing vineyards. And yes, the saving cross of Christ recreates us. I just love, I just love those words. The saving grace of Christ recreates us. We, you, I am new creations in Christ. The reason for the word and the beauty of the word. The creator became part of his creation. Jesus recreates us for creative purposes. This truth is the miracle of Christmas. This truth is the miracle of Christmas and it's more gracious than trees filled with presents or a jolly fat man. The miracle of Christmas is the incarnation. All of Christianity celebrates the child born, and the son given to us during this season. So as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, let us also remember to celebrate the creator who entered his own creation, laid down his life on the cross, and paid for our sins, recreated us to recreate beauty, goodness, and truth. This morning, we'll have the opportunity to create. Being creative or this act of creativity allows us to take our faith out of our head and into our hands. When we create, we we can worship our God who loves the world and sanctified it by entering it himself. Creativity can orient our thoughts towards the praise of our creator. When we create, we form, we mold, we craft, we write, we open ourselves up to these three truths. One, is that we are created by a master artist. Everything in the universe speaks to that creativity and that artistry. That our faith is strengthened not only by what we know, but also by the countless points of contact in creation, and reveal God's grace. And finally, that we embrace a promise, drawing a future not yet fully understood or experienced in our present, believing that in, in at all times, in all things, and in that time, and even the world, will be made new again. That is the promise, and that's what we hold on to. I would love to, um, at this point, introduce to you a couple of my friends. Uh, these Liz and Laura um, both have children who were little children uh, in kids' ministry with me. One of them is sitting here, right there. Uh, he- He was, I, I had a really great picture of him praying, uh, in my office, a framed picture, um, as I think probably a three-year-old at that point. Uh, so he's definitely not three anymore. He's here with his own, his own son uh, today. So both of them had children who went through kids' ministry with me. Uh, Liz and I have been in a peer mentoring relationship for a long time, um, probably a good, I don't know, 30 plus, 30 plus years, um, where we, uh, Speaking to each other's life at different points along our journey with God, encouraging us each other to grow in our faith uh, and to think about what God might have for us in the next steps. So I love Laura and Liz, and they are going to introduce us to an art experience, a reflective art experience, as we use art and our creativity to take our faith from our heads and into our hands.